Welcome to Leadership and Life with Sandy Giroux. When you think about today's great leaders, do you ever wonder what makes them so great? Is it just the titles they hold? Or could it also be how they behave toward their people? They lead effectively, not because they have a job in their life, but because they bring life to the job. By following their examples, you can do the same. Now, here's your host, Sandy Giroux. Welcome, welcome everyone. Well, here we are for our 10th episode of Leadership and Life. I'm Sandy Giroux, your host, and it has been a wild ride so far as we discover and share new and innovative ways to help you turn your workplaces into wow places. So today's show is dedicated to my fifth and final wow place rule. A wow place is rewarding. I love this rule. Well, I love all my rules. That's why I created them. But this one talks about all the different ways that you can and should reward your people for helping you accomplish your goals. And one of the goals should be that you also help them accomplish their goals in the process. So we create a true win-win. And by the way, if you're in the United States, you are also at this time most likely preparing for one of our biggest holidays of the year, Independence Day, the anniversary of which occurs tomorrow on the 4th of July. I'm trying to take a little time off, but I'll tell you, I was just telling Josh, who, by the way, folks, keeps this show running smoothly every week, this show and many other shows. So I just want to give a big shout out to Josh, our engineer extraordinaire, who's just keeping me on track and everyone else here. So thank you for your help, Josh. But I'm trying to take a little time off. I was just telling Josh that I'm self-employed and boy, my leader, my my, uh, boss is a real taskmaster. So I might not get the whole day off, but I'm going to take as much of it off as I can. Anyway, in a tribute to this important holiday in our history, but also a tribute to the innovative spirit of business people everywhere who are rewarded for their hard work and caring for others who help them achieve great successes, I have a wonderful quote for you. It comes from a man named Ron Conway, an American angel investor and philanthropist who's often described as one of Silicon Valley's super angels. And he says, I believe that we all have a responsibility to give back. No one becomes successful without lots of hard work, support from others, and a little luck. And giving back creates a virtuous cycle that makes everyone more successful. Well, ain't it the truth? We can't get to the top of any mountain without help from others above and below us. And that's why today we're going to be talking about all the ways that we can reward others for doing just that, helping us climb to the top of that mountain. And by rewarding them for doing it, we make it easier for them to get to that top of the mountain with us or maybe even to the top of another one of their own choosing. Now, the ideas we'll talk about range all the way from completely free things that take absolutely no money and almost no time to those that do hit the bottom line a little bit, but probably create more on the top line and even on the bottom line itself than they take away. And the reason they have the capability to add back more than they deduct is because they help you retain your best people. Because it's all about the employee experience. Just as we talk about the customer experience, 
we must also focus on the employee experience because, as has been stated many, many times, the customer experience will never exceed the level of the employee experience. Not only that, but if you aren't able to keep your employees with you, the costs of separation, temporary help, productivity losses, work delays, or even actual work stoppage, not to mention broken relationships, reduced morale, loss of continuity, and institutional knowledge, well, all of this adds up to a tremendous amount of lost profit. Now, studies differ slightly, but on average, the cost of losing someone in entry-level positions is about 16% of their salary. And when you get to the $50,000 salary level or so, it's about 21% of their salary. For higher level and or specialized knowledge workers, it can be as high as 200% or more of their annual salary. Well, Who can afford to be paying that kind of money for salaries, let alone paying that kind of money for losing salaries? Add to this the low unemployment that's creating a nightmarish job market for employers and employees' complete willingness to job hop if they're the least bit unhappy nowadays. And you can see why employee retention is one of the biggest challenges that keeps leaders up at night. So, How do we retain them, especially our best people? Well, in order to properly reward our people for staying with us, we just have to follow a few simple guidelines. And the first one is to understand what motivates people. I mean, obviously, we're all motivated by different things, but it's not always and not even usually just about the money. Of course, we need money to survive and thrive in the world, so the pay has to be at least doable, even if not completely competitive. But depending on what industry you're in, you can overcome pay that isn't completely competitive with other rewards that your people can receive just from working with you or working in a particular field or in a certain area of the world. For example, in industries where people work in social services or in community health care and similar industries, many are there for the impact they can have in their positions more than for the pay. And they're willing to overlook pay that isn't completely competitive in order to have that impact. They are motivated by something that's pulling on their hearts. But... They look for other rewards to compensate the lower pay because you can't have lower pay and absolutely nothing else rewarding you either. So think about that. Get to know your people. Find out what motivates them. It could be simply a kind word or a handwritten or verbal note of appreciation or even just valuing and respecting them enough to ask for their opinion or advice. It could also be hiring them for their expertise and then getting out of the way and letting them do their jobs rather than micromanaging them and stifling them or making them feel as though you don't trust them to do what they were hired to do. Many an employee has been lost due to this phenomenon. But if you take the time to get to know what makes them tick, And more importantly, what makes them feel valued, appreciated, and listened to, 
then the rewards come in many forms for them. Now, second, look at your leaders. As the old saying goes, people don't leave companies, they leave people. So no matter how much you offer in the way of rewards, if your leaders, and I'm defining that as those who directly supervise others, are chasing good workers away, or if they're allowing such bad behavior on their teams that they allow others to chase team members away, even if they don't directly supervise them, it doesn't help. Your best people are going to leave anyway. So if you seem to have a morale issue on your hands or an employee retention issue in any department, including your own, take a good look at what could be going on there and fix it quickly before you have a mass exodus on your hands. And third, look at your workplace policies. According to a brief by the Center for American Progress, high quit rates are often due to workplace policies. So do you encourage trust and collaboration in your workplace? Do you empower your employees to wow their customers and each other? Do you enable them to do that by giving them the tools and resources that they need to do so? Do you treat your employees like adults? I know, I know. I hear a lot of people saying, oh my gosh, but so many of them act like children and act like babies. Well, yes, some of them do. But don't paint everyone with the same brush. Just because you have a few people who have to be treated like children, don't treat all the ones who are responsible, thinking, able to judge for themselves certain situation, adults. So, Treat them like adults and then treat the exception to that rule as the child that they seem to be proving they are. Also, are they able to laugh and have fun on the job or do they clam up when a leader walks down the hall because they're afraid that they don't know what the leader's reaction will be to them laughing and having a good time at work as if they're slacking off just because they enjoy themselves? And most of all, do they feel that the workplace is a place of fair treatment and trust. Now, this topic leads me to a brief discussion of organizational justice, which refers to employee perceptions of fairness and justice in the workplace. Now, there are actually several components to organizational justice, not all related to the workplace, but our focus today will be on three of them that have the most impact on employee trust, motivation, and performance. The first is procedural justice, which is defined as fairness regarding procedures. It refers to whether or not employees are given a chance to offer input into the design and implementation of the systems and processes that will affect them on a daily basis, and whether those systems and processes and policies are enforced fairly across the organization. Next is interpersonal justice. So the first one was procedural justice. The second one is interpersonal justice, which refers to how employees are treated by an authority figure, such as a supervisor or manager, especially when receiving performance feedback by that manager. 
And then finally, there's informational justice, which refers to the quality of explanations given by a manager or supervisor about a process or procedure or a policy that the employee is supposed to follow. Now, research shows that all three types of justice have strong implications for desired employee outcomes, such as trust, commitment, and job satisfaction as well as the undesirable employee outcomes, such as withdrawal and disengagement. In fact, a study done by a team called McNallan Roche showed that when higher levels of interpersonal justice are present, where treatment by managers is respectful and preserves the employee's dignity, employees have a much higher perception of fair treatment in the workplace, which isn't surprising at all. But here's a kicker. When higher levels of informational justice are present, with thorough explanations offered for the use of complex or new policies, as well as information they can use during feedback sessions, such as performance reviews, employee perceptions of fairness rose even higher. The relationship between informational justice and trust in the manager was stronger than that of interpersonal justice and trust in the manager in the manager demonstrating employees strong desire for clear explanations as to what they are supposed to do and how they're supposed to do it as well as increased trust in their manager when informational justice is present however the big kicker is this When procedural justice was present, where employees were given the opportunity to voice their opinions about, say, the design and implementation of new policies and new systems, the perceptions of procedural justice and perceptions of fairness and fair treatment in the workplace went through the roof. In fact, this factor is so important that they and other researchers also found that when you have the this kind of justice, the procedural justice in place in your workplace, it can even it can even overcome perceptions of invasion of privacy, even when systems like employee monitoring are put into place. So when you have this kind of justice, the, um, all of that together, that helps us overcome all of the things that we're having to deal with nowadays, even with the newer generations, the younger generations of people who really want that fairness in the workplace. So we have to at least touch on one other subject when we're talking about fairness in the workplace, because I'm hearing disturbing results from many different places that it seems to be on the rise, and it's workplace bullying. So either the bullying is on the rise Or maybe the reporting of the bullying is on the rise. But either way, it is pretty disturbing what we're hearing. But first of all, what constitutes workplace bullying? Workplace bullying is repeated health-harming mistreatment of one or more persons, called the targets, by one or more perpetrators. It's abusive conduct that is threatening, humiliating, or intimidating, or it could actually even be work interference or sabotage that prevents work from getting done. 
Now, the main characteristics that differentiate bullying from just plain old bad behavior are looking at the patterns that are mentioned in these definitions. They're repeated over time, they're intentionally harmful or considered sabotage, and they're threatening, humiliating, or intimidating because the bullies use position, power, money, personality, and many other traits to do the threatening and intimidation. Oh, and by the way, a recent study was just conducted with over 3,000 workers, and over 60% said they'd been victims of workplace bullying. But guess what the biggest demographic was for the bullies and those bullied? Well, It's time for us to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'll let you know the surprising results of this study and reveal what that biggest demographic turns out to be. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you sometimes find it challenging to inspire your team members to engage and contribute to your organization's success? Do your team members have trouble communicating across and even within generations? Leadership and Life is dedicated to helping you turn your workplace into a wow place by implementing everyday actions that inspire your teams to reach higher. Sandy Giroux, founder and CEO of Wow Place International, has over 30 years of leadership experience and offers deep insights to help leaders and team members build a bridge to understanding and improving the workplace experience. Her insights for leaders help them uncover blind spots and identify what they may be doing to inhibit employee engagement. Her insights for team members inspire them to seek new perspectives, understand others' viewpoints, and find ways to go the extra mile to create wow experiences. Sandy has helped over 25,000 attendees in 125 companies activate a culture of wow. For more information, visit thewowplace.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Leadership and Life. To reach Sandy Giroux or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to sandy at thewowplace.com. Now, back to Leadership and Life. Welcome back to our show. I hope you've been enjoying our discussion of employee engagement, retention, organizational justice, and just before the break, a little bit on workplace bullying. So have you thought about what that biggest demographic is when it comes to bullying? Well, prior to this survey, I pretty much thought it was 
males bullying females, you know, the man in the superior role to the female in the inferior role. But here's the surprising part. It's actually females bullying other females at every level. It doesn't even have to be in a superior job position. Unbelievable. I was shocked by this, although a lot of people, when I tell them about that, say, oh, you know what? When I think about it, I can see that. I'm not sure what that dynamic is, but ladies, let's just start looking at that and figuring out how we can make sure that we get a grassroots effort going on to stop that. Just shut it down if it's happening in your workplace. Don't even engage in the conversation. If someone tries to talk about someone else or bully them to you, just say, look, I don't have that experience with that person. I don't need to talk about that. Let's move on with what we're here to accomplish and shut it down. We could do a whole show just on this topic, and we may do that in the future, but we only have time to briefly mention it here today. So I just want you to be on the lookout for unhealthy dynamics in your workplace. And if you see them or hear about them, please investigate further. I mean, very often the bully is chasing away more than one good person. There are many reasons why this behavior is tolerated when it shouldn't be, but if you happen upon it, please use your authority to put a stop to it as soon as possible. Now, the upshot of all of this is that your workplace policies must be in tune with the needs of your employees and your customers. They must also be flexible enough to adjust to the individual preferences and motivations of your people and promoting the kind of culture that allows organizational justice to work in your favor at your organization. Once you understand what motivates your people, you'll know how to adjust your workplace policies to address what you can to keep them around. And if your leaders are truly caring people and they have the knowledge, training, and expertise to show they care in the right ways at the right time, you'll have a much better shot at preventing people from leaving, or at least leaving due to the people they work for and with. You'll also get more out of the ideas offered here today. By the way, you can actually get ideas from everywhere you go. If you just start asking questions about what others are doing, that's working for them. So let's get to some of those great ideas. Now, first I want to say that the old notion of the once-a-year self-evaluation and performance review has got to go. No one wants to wait an entire year anymore only to find out that they've been on the wrong track all year and therefore not only do they not get a good rating, it also usually means no raise or a very poor raise as well. Now, in the past, employees were willing to wait that long, an entire year for feedback, because that was the norm. It was There was no way to get the kind of instant feedback we have access to today. And back then, let's just face it, often the feedback wasn't even all that informative. It was kind of a stock thing. They put on the form, they filled out a couple of things, checked the box, done. Oh, you got an average rating or above average or superior. And then here's the corresponding thing based on your level that you would get for a raise. And people were often confused. Well, if I got a higher than average or better than average rating, why did I get such a terrible raise? And then they don't have any way to correct it in the future. That is not going to work nowadays, especially with our younger generations who are not so patient when it comes to getting feedback and coaching on how to do their jobs better. And 
what's expected of them if they want to accomplish their goals as well, whether the goals are self-improvement or simply being trusted to make higher contributions or give advice or even get a raise once in a while. So many organizations are now instituting reviews at least every six months and many quarterly. However, research shows that the first 30 days are crucial in many, many industries and sometimes the first two weeks. And they're a huge determining factor of whether or not that employee actually stays. So if you're not engaging them within that time frame, you may not get the opportunity to do so much beyond it. As a result, lots of organizations are utilizing a buddy system or pairing up new employees with experienced mentors in order to give them a quicker sense of belonging in their new community. That's huge nowadays, a sense of belonging. These tactics are also helpful in getting the new employee up to speed more quickly, not only for the sake of the company, but also to uh, boost or bolster their feelings of self-worth and pride much more quickly. Another good practice is utilizing what they call pulse surveys, which are surveys to kind of, quote, take the pulse of employees and get their overall feelings of loyalty, trust, respect, and pride in their jobs and their organization, as well as their effectiveness and how much they feel they belong. In other words, you need to find out how they're feeling right away so you can address any issues before they become larger problems that can't be corrected in time to prevent losing good workers. Now, these are all great retention strategies, but there are also various reward and recognition ideas that have cropped up over the past several years. If you listened to last week's interview with Jim Johnson from uh biketours.com, you heard about his innovative reward systems, some of which aren't even called rewards or even vacation time, but they sure sound like vacation to me. They're called training opportunities and others which are like profit sharing programs, but again, not called that. And he explained why so brilliantly. If you haven't heard that interview, please go back to my host page and click on the link to listen to the June 26th interview with dream maker Jim Johnson. You'll love it. But here are some great reward and recognition ideas that I've heard of, read, seen, some of my clients are employing. Now, one is to donate to a charity of your employee's choice. So many of our great workers are dedicated to community service and social service organizations, either just because they've struck a chord with them or maybe because they've done work with them in order to graduate from high school. That's a requirement down here in Florida in many schools. And people can't even graduate from high school without doing some form of community service. Uh, or maybe even those workers were helped by those organizations in the past or even still in the present. When I did a team building event for one of my clients, we were amazed by how many people came up to us at the end of the community service component we included in the day and told us that they appreciated our consideration of one of the agencies that helped foster children because they'd been foster children when they were younger. They'd been taken out of their families because their parents were abusing them, one or the other, 
and put into foster homes. And others were coming up and thanking us for considering the homeless shelter in their community because they themselves had been homeless in the recent past. You never know what's going on in your employees' lives or may have gone on in the past. So finding out what's important to them and then doing something about it may mean more than any paycheck ever could. Oh, and here's a great idea I heard I read on a website called insperity.com. When you hit a particular milestone, so this reward is based on team performance, okay? You take your team to the mall for a shopping spree based on that milestone. So the milestone serves as the basis for the celebration. Let's say you reach a milestone of 150,000, whether it's dollars, customer served, I don't know what it is, but it's 150,000. You would give each member of the team $150. Now there are two rules to the trip. They have 150 minutes to spend as much of that $150 as possible. That's rule number one. Rule number two is that they have to spend it on themselves alone, not their kids or their spouses or anyone else, just them. Then you'll set a place to meet at the end of the 150 minutes and have a show and tell about what each person bought. Then take them all out to dinner. What a fun way to give a unique and meaningful reward that also helps the company reach its stated goals. And by the way, people love these kind of rewards because they do want to know that their work is meaningful. They don't want to participate in meaningless competitions, but if you give them a great goal that helps them and the company succeed, they love competing in those. And it means something to them when they win. Now, another great reward, oh, I love this one. It's called an acts of service auction. At an employee appreciation dinner or a company party, you would give everyone play money to use at an auction. Now, the auction items are small personal things that the management team will do for the winning bidder, such as washing their car, cooking a meal, baking a cake, maybe doing the employee's job for four, five, or six hours, maybe something at home like babysitting for them. What a great way to show employees that the management team is human too. So have an auction. Give them play money and then do something nice for them when they win. Uh, Another company that I heard about has a Super Bowl pool where employees' names are drawn from a hat and then entered into a grid representing all the different combinations of beginning and ending scores, like a traditional football pool if you've ever participated in one of those. Now, the thing is, though, that instead of winning money, the person whose name appears on the cell that represents the winning score gets a paid vacation day. I just love that. So you could do that, which doesn't cost a lot for you. Hopefully you don't have to hire temporary help, but get them to get the take the vacation day, hopefully on a day that they're not really needed in a critical task. Now, one of my clients also has a unique employee reward that encourages their children to earn good grades in school. For every AOA, that the child gets, the company gives that child $20.
they hold a special event twice a year when the grades come out to publicly recognize each child, give them their prize, and then they publish the list of winners in the company newsletter, not necessarily by how much they won, just here are all the ones who got rewarded for getting an A this term or this semester. The child who gets the most A's gets an extra reward. What a great way to help your employees encourage their children to do well in school as well. But it's not just about monetary rewards either. You can hold an employee recognition luncheon or dinner and invite their spouses. Recognize employees of the week or the month or the year. Certificates can be awarded. In one company where I worked, if you won the Employee of the Year Award, they had a professional photo taken of you that you could then keep and put on your mantle or do whatever you'd like, paid for by the company, but then they also posted your picture on the company's wall of fame for the entire year. Each branch location, by the way, had an employee of the year, and everyone's picture was hung on the company's wall of fame for that year, not only in the corporate office, but also in that branch. So that's a great idea, too. It gives them a long-lasting memento of something that they did well, and it publicly recognizes them for an entire year at their location in the corporate office. Now, some companies give their employees preferred parking spots with signs indicating that the spot belongs to the employee of the month or whatever time frame they've chosen. So that's a great idea, too, and it costs absolutely nothing. Here's a great idea, too. I just love this. It's impromptu time off, such as spontaneous late arrival or early departure days. So, for example, you could send an email to someone who's been working extra hard lately. Maybe they've put extra effort into a project, or maybe they have actually put in extra time, and there might not be a comp plan for them, you know, to to give them comp time off or something like that. But what you can do is to recognize that hard work on that part of that person, you could send an email to them saying, it's a gorgeous afternoon, go enjoy it and let them leave early. Oh my gosh, wouldn't you love to get a spontaneous day off on a gorgeous afternoon sometime or be allowed to come in late the next morning if you felt like it, that's a wonderful, wonderful perk that costs almost nothing. Or you could give time off coupons for 15 minutes of time off as a spot award. So if you do what Ken Blanchard says and catch people doing something right, they can collect the spot award of the time off coupon and collect, say, up to four of them or eight if you want to let them come in one or two hours late on a particular day or leave one or two hours early on another day. That's a great way to help them focus on that because they have to collect the rewards. Now, some people also are allowed to have a day pass, and that is a day off at any time with no notice and no questions asked. So you'll have to keep an eye on that. Make sure that people don't abuse it or put a limit on it. But the day pass is a wonderful idea for people who would like to have some time off at some time for a reason they may not want to disclose. Others, (coughs) excuse me, 
Others have half-off Fridays during the summer months to allow their employees to get an early start on the weekend. Now, despite what you might fear, these days, excuse me, hold on, my allergies are kicking up. <coughs> I think I need a cough button on my, on my computer. <clears throat> so, despite what you might fear, these days have actually been shown to increase productivity. You know what? <clears throat> We're just about ready for a break anyway. Why don't we break a little early? Let me get a drink, hit my cough button, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you sometimes find it challenging to inspire your team members to engage and contribute to your organization's success? Do your team members have trouble communicating across and even within generations? Leadership and Life is dedicated to helping you turn your workplace into a wow place by implementing everyday actions that inspire your teams to reach higher. Sandy Giroux, founder and CEO of Wow Place International, has over 30 years of leadership experience and offers deep insights to help leaders and team members build a bridge to understanding and improving the workplace experience. Her insights for leaders help them uncover blind spots and identify what they may be doing to inhibit employee engagement. Her insights for team members inspire them to seek new perspectives, understand others' viewpoints, and find ways to go the extra mile to create wow experiences. Sandy has helped over 25,000 attendees in 125 companies activate a culture of wow. For more information, visit thewowplace.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Leadership and Life. To reach Sandy Giroux or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to sandy at thewowplace.com. Now, back to Leadership and Life. Welcome back. Thank you for allowing me to take that quick break a little bit early, although you probably didn't really notice much difference. But when Josh came on, he said, wow, you better get your boss to lay off because she's working you to death and you can't can't even talk. So here I am back again, ready to help you with more ideas about employee rewards and recognition ideas. It's huge. So as I was starting to say that the, um, is that the half off Fridays 
during the summer months. To allow employees to get an early start on the weekend is a great idea. And despite what you might fear, these days actually have been shown to increase productivity, not lessen it. So if you want to try out an idea, maybe even just give it a try for a month. Tell people ahead of time, this is going to go on for, say, the month of July or the month of August only. Then, if it doesn't work out the way you want it to, You can always end it after the announced month. But if it does work and people love it and they're really, the productivity is going up, everyone's happier, morale is up, well, then you can extend the perk and give your employees even more to love you for. And by the way, as Jim mentioned last week, you could also allow people to have work from home days. That's what he does. These could either be set days each week or spontaneous days that allow them to enjoy significant events in their personal lives, like maybe their child's first day of school or graduation day or a big anniversary and they want to try to get a jump on a weekend. While they still get their work done, they can, they're not in the office, but they can get their personal lives taken care of at the same time. You know, letting them know that you value their personal lives and want to allow them to enjoy it is a huge benefit. Another one is this next one that I read about on the Snack Nation website, and that is to provide a paid, paid vacation. And no, I didn't stutter there. It is a paid, paid vacation. So what this entails is not only paid vacation time like usual, but It follows the example of a company called Bamboo HR, who also offers their employees a certain amount of money that they can put toward their vacation once a year. How great is that? I mean, what good is a vacation if you have no money to do anything while you're on it? So this company helps their people not only take time off, but also enjoy it to the fullest. I really love that idea. Okay. How about this one? You can hold periodic bring your pet to work days or bring your child to work days. There are lots of companies starting to do this now and many have done it for many years anyway. But just remember that if you do allow people to bring their pets, you may need to set some ground rules like, you know, what what kind of pets are allowed on the same days and whether pets should be restrained. I mean, the worst thing you can do is have somebody's pet cat eat somebody else's pet parakeet or something like that and then have somebody else's pet dog eat the cat so you don't need those kind of problems but set some ground rules some companies actually allow you to bring your pet every day but that's up to you just remember how important people's pets and their children are to them allowing them to bring them in once in a while can be a great way to connect with them and let them know that you care about them Now, here's an idea that a friend of mine, he's a fellow speaker named Dave Timmons, told me about, and he learned it from his mentor. I've also put this story in my book about turn your workplace into a wow place because it was such a great idea, along with others, that I had to share it there and here. He had an employee who was doing a great job and wanted to give her a thank you card and gift card to her favorite store. By the way, there's the second lesson in this one don't just you know buy a thousand gift cards to the same store or the same restaurant because what good is a perk say to a 
Mexican restaurant if somebody doesn't like Mexican food, right? But he listened, remembered, and then acted on the information he heard about her favorite store. And instead of just giving the gift card and the greeting card to her, he mailed them to her family and asked them to give the gifts to her on his behalf and told them how they at their company could not be as successful as they were without their mom's or wife's help. What a great way for her pride in her job to be doubled. Not only was her manager thrilled with her work, but now her family was aware of what a great job she did too. An amazing way to create a wow times two. And what about this idea? You could have a traveling trophy, an oversized big one or a big stuffed animal that moves from employee to employee as they are caught doing a great job. Or sometimes I've heard of it going from department to department as they win friendly competitions amongst and and between themselves, right? I've even heard of this concept being so successful that the stuffed animal a.k.a. the company mascot, is proudly displayed in the winning department at all times for all to see. If a department ever loses the mascot, it's about, I think it's at a month at a time, then they work extra hard to get it back the next month. So think about what you could do to help an entire team or department show that they are number one for an entire month at a time. You could also do this. How about posting individual and team achievements in the break room and in company newsletters and online on the company website? You could set up a page just for employee achievements. Include photos of the employees and and leaders sharing those moments with them or even participating in different events together. What a great way for people to get public recognition for doing a great job, but it also transmits a terrific message to potential employees who look at the website and see how dedicated the company is to giving some love and recognition to their people. I also know of several companies that hold annual employee picnics, and the leaders do the barbecuing. Now, many leaders hold them at their homes if the home is large enough and or the employee population is small enough, but many do this at a public park or other nice outdoor venue where they can have a picnic and a barbecue. But wherever the event is held, the leaders are the ones doing the bulk of the work, while the employees simply enjoy themselves and get waited on by the managers and leaders that they're usually doing the waiting on, so to speak. You could also do this. You can write random notes of praise and hide them all around an employee's cubicle. So every time they open up a drawer or a cabinet or look out the window or sit down on their chair, they're greeted by another note of appreciation to let them know how valuable they are as a team member. You could put Post-its maybe on their door or their computer screen so they find them as a surprise when they come into the office. You can post them in the break room so that they find them even outside their cubicles. What a nice way to have different kinds of surprises everywhere they go, all telling them how much they're appreciated. And 
A huge trend nowadays is thinking about your employees' physical health. So a new idea is to get standing desks for your employees to prevent having them sit for hours at a time, day after day after day, which has been shown to be detrimental to people's health. So there's a company called Oristand, O-R-I Stand, that has come out with a standing desk add-on for just $35. You might want to check into that. I am going to check into that now that I've seen this because I do the same in my home office. I am constantly, constantly sitting and I have sciatica. So that is not very comfortable after a while. It would really help me to be able to have an add-on so I could sit at my desk if I wanted. And I can also stand at a standing desk for a while just to mix it up a bit. Now, here's another idea. Rather than giving employees a thank you note or certificate, what if you give them a thank you video? What an idea. I mean, you can just use your webcam or cell phone to record a quick video thank you, upload it to YouTube, and send a link to the appropriate employee if you want to do this completely free. But there are also many companies that have paid services where you can include video in emails. Or on a website that I saw this idea, there's a website called Tribute or a company called Tribute that allows you to easily record and organize your videos. I mean, what a unique way of saying thank you. Here's a great one. It's a group event. Hold a Monday night football party with uh, pizza, popcorn, snacks, or have a movie night where you can all meet and maybe even invite spouses and significant others and have a group movie night. For individual gifts, what if you gave movie tickets or gift cards to local theaters to allow people to go there with their significant others, not on a set day, but at their leisure? Now, I talked about the portrait for the Wall of Fame before, but what if you just gave them the gift of a portrait. So many people just don't do this. They either don't think of it, can't afford it, but there are serious portraits that you can give, but there are also really fun ones. I have a client which is old time, um, you know, that has a group of old time portrait studios across the country and you and your entire family can go and dress up like people from the old west or from outer space or whatever you want that these companies have in their vast inventories of costumes. It is a ton of fun for the family and a great way for the company to show they care. And what about gifts for those thrill seekers who love adventures. If you have any thrill seekers, you can give them rewards for certificates for two people so they can go with a friend to go skydiving, bungee jumping, parasailing, zip lining, kayaking, whitewater rafting, and other activities they'll love. Remember, it's all about the employee experience. And when you provide an experience like this for your employees, they will never forget it. For your more sedate employees, maybe you can provide canoeing or hiking or spa trips and beach days and other less adventurous things. Here's a really unique gift. You can give them Uber or Lyft credits. We all need a ride occasionally, so why not give them the gift of transportation or make it a whole date night. Give them dinner, a show, and the transportation to and from it. Here's another thing, and this costs absolutely nothing but a little bit of time on the part of your leaders. 
What if you gave them one-on-one mentoring? Do you know that this is such a huge benefit? It is actually one of the things that attracts people to the workplace most, and that's the ability to develop a career path and get mentoring from someone who's been there and done that. So those who are your most promising employees for succession planning or filling that leadership pipeline are the ones you might want to offer this to because they'll get the most out of it and you will also get something out of it in return. So help them find mentoring opportunities. You can invest in their continuing education. You can invest in healthy snacks for the office. You can bring... Um, exercise classes into the office and help your insurance rates decrease maybe. Lots of companies are giving health club memberships too. And speaking of that, health club memberships, snacks and healthy things, that brings me to the food section. It's the perfect segue for me to talk about my recipe for this week, which isn't a healthy one per se, but it is a delicious one. And it's a great one for your picnics for the 4th of July. And it's my baked macaroni and cheese. Now I like using penne pasta for this, but elbow macaroni is also tasty. Now this makes a nice big pan of macaroni and cheese. So don't let that small looking one pound box of pasta fool you. It expands. And You also have a recipe from Matthew Want from the United Kingdom who gave you macaroni and cheese with bacon uh, about a month and a half ago. Those are all on my recipe page under the show links. So you can look for all of those recipes. Give them a try for your 4th of July party or for any gathering that you're going to have. And that brings us to the end of our show. As you can see, the possibilities for rewarding and recognizing your employees are endless. And even if you're a leader who thinks the paycheck should be enough, just remember that the difference between a workplace and a wow place is that a workplace is where employees have to go because they make a paycheck. That's their sole focus. But if we don't want people focusing solely on the paycheck as the only reason for being there, then the paycheck cannot be the only thing we offer them in return. I hope you got a lot out of what we shared today. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with everyone you know. Email me or go on my show page to send me more employee reward and recognition ideas. And in the coming weeks, we'll be talking to some more incredible guests who will share their perspectives on innovation, employee engagement, and much more. I'm Sandy Giroux, wishing you all a wonderful 4th of July holiday and looking forward to have you joining us next week for another informative episode of Leadership and Life. Thank you for joining Sandy Giroux for Leadership and Life. Be sure to tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to see you again next week.